0: Seven minutes after 10, where's the best quarter that you can find here in Joburg? This is where I live. I'm not going to be in Cape Town this weekend, so I want to know where to go hunting. I was telling the team that really the best experiential way to do the conversation we're about to have about the history of the quarter, and that's just one element of it really. It really is about the history of certain kinds of food and the relationship between food and class and, and what have you. But I want you to chip in. Tell us how to eat the thing. Where's the best one to find? And as you listen to this conversation, which will be yummy and sumptuous, 11 883 two is the number you can call. Have your say. Tell us your stories. And in Cape Town on 21 567 I didn't even realize that there was a speciality in history called... Every day, until we had a brilliant professor on, and I I must memorize his name, because not least because he was so good, when we had him on the history of sleep, Mm Vashna, which you would really enjoy. I must send you that podcast. And he just talked about um, how our sleep patterns um, have been privatized and uh, Industrial Revolution and our links. Anyway, the UCT website describes him as specializing in the history of every day. And in a sense, that's what Vashna does as well, um, because you will remember her brilliant, enthralling uh, radio docky, which is really what it was on the history of Easter that we had earlier this year. We've got her back in the studio, and today we're going to talk um, about um, about the quarter and about other kinds of food. So let me first um, welcome her into the studio. Vashna, how's it?
1: Hi, Eusebius, how are
0: you? You're an historian, but you're also now like a sort of bureaucrat. You are in the office of the what, what? The
1: General Secretary of (laughs) NUMSA. Okay. (laughs) I've (laughs) been
0: Taking the revolution into the streets from the academy. And next to her is um, someone who's on the show, I think for the first time here, Anna, unless my memory is, um, you know, sometimes it lapses. Um, So, pleased to meet you.
2: Hello, hello! No, we I we haven't been, been before, on your have have show we? before. No, we no. haven't.
0: Thank you so much for coming out. To you all the way from Hearties. and Anna is Anna Tropedo, who's a food anthropologist. You can follow Anna on Twitter at Tropedo Anna. Suppose you can follow Vashana, if you are not already doing so. I suppose you probably are at Vash Jag, and I will also tweet um, those uh, um, hashtags in a second. Thank you so much for coming to introduce you to both of you. Well, thank you, Vashana, I am going to start uh, firstly with you. And I think a good starting point here, um, I know my team never get surprised when I put them on the spot. I'll tell you what's written here on my runner from, from my wonderful producers. What is a quarter? And then the very next sentence. The Oxford English Dictionary defines a sandwich as, quote, an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with a filling between them. In so doing... It fails to fully recognize South Africa's distinctive genre of street sandwiches. You know what I read that I thought to myself, <laughs> this immediately goes to the heart of a conversation that I know you've you've you had the last time I was at your house for for a meal. Which of course is the interesting class appropriation of working class food. I mean, we're gonna be talking about the kota here and have a street conversation as South Africans. And here I have as part of my preparation some reference to the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> yes. And I
1: mean that kind of Speaks to the whole story of the, 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 well, we call it quarter in Durban. Uh, What do you call it? Quarter, like a quarter. Quarter, not quarter.
0: Quarter, okay, because we were making fun of of Megan. We thought she was being (laughs) posh. She calls it quarter. How do you say it, Anna?
2: No, I think I'd pronounce it with a K and not with a Q.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to say it. You'll just describe <laughs> no. how you pronounce
2: it. <laughs> no, I think to the extent that, um, I eat quarters, like, you know, I'm from Pretoria, so I eat spatlo. So, but, <laughs> okay. um, yeah. but I would say quarter, not quarter.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the whole story of it is, is, I mean, even the fact that there's so little information about it speaks to the fact that there's, a way in which we read certain foods in society and that's deeply classed, it's often also deeply raced. And also there's a divide between private and public as well in terms of food, what's consumed in the house, what's consumed publicly. And the bunny, the quarter kind of like infiltrates those those various uh, different stratas of society in interesting ways. But I think that an, a really good book to find definitions of South African words and South African things is Rajen Maestri's book on Indian English which becomes really important in tracing a whole series of works that become part of our lexicon. But I think for me the history of it is also not very certain. There's mer- va- various stories about its origins, about how it comes into being. It's ideally a, a, a half, half a loaf of bread or a quarter loaf of bread that's cut in half and curry is put in and it's soaked in curry in different parts of the country there's chips added there's cheese there's cold meats there's a variety of different ways in which it travels around the country and one of the stories is that it's about people not being able to sit in particular establishments because of apartheid laws around people eating and where they consume consume food where they have the right to be and i think it it's in a way even if that story is not the, actual story it becomes the story because people need to explain their lives and make sense of their lives as well and the bizarre system of apartheid that they find themselves living in mm-hmm. and this becomes one of those myths that's tied to that but the word i mean the other full word in durban that we use is bunny char and that that comes out of banya that usually comes out of the banya caste who are the merchant caste who would have been likely to have sold uh, those those kinds of meals, uh. two people. So hence the bunny. All right. I remember okay. I had a friend from England who came and he saw all over Durban bunny chops. He just thought we ate rabbits, <laughs> <over the> <laughs> and he was quite surprised. By this.
0: And it has nothing to do and with it. With that do with Absolutely. Yeah. And where where did your fascination come from for for this particular food stuff?
2: you know i like to look at who people are from the way that they eat and i think that you know this whole genre of street sandwiches um whether it's bunny chow's or quarters or spatulas or any of the others uh gatsby's etc yes. um they all give us an insight into who we are where we've come from where we might be going you know so i a I'm just greedy and I like to eat them. <laughs> so that's my You're kind of primary... You're a foodie. You're primary. not a foodie. <laughs> well, I'm both. <laughs> um, but, you know, my secondary interest is that I think they are very... They, they really do give us... A, we are what we eat, so mm-hmm. who are we? And everything you need to know turns up in these curious sandwiches that are so unlike what everybody anywhere else in the world thinks of as
1: a sandwich.
0: Yeah. And... Does the working class really have a monopoly on the history of these sandwiches, uh, Vashna?
1: Well, if you look at globally, I mean, there's this assumption that the working class have this monopoly on sandwiches because it's tied to how the working hour gets divided in the day, how the ways in which people only had time to consume particular sorts of food, the fact that people would put leftover in sandwiches like the Gatsby and take it to work the next day and so on. But I think that... Because something originates in a particular place or might have, comes out of practices of uh, particular groups of society, it doesn't mean it then Inevitably and continuously belongs to them. I think it should be celebrated. It should be taken on. It should be enjoyed as it has been by everyone. But what I think is wrong is when we say it comes out of a particular origin and that might be working class or poor communities, we tend to devalue it. We tend not to celebrate it in the same way or understand it to be food that has actually got really nutritious value that may have a variety of things. I mean, I'm sure eating a quarter is much more healthier than having McDonald's, uh, for example, which is made up a lot of preservative foods and so on. So for me, I, I, that's what I'm concerned with. And I think when you look at working class food, like South African Indian community food is often seen as being below. Uh, the, like India Indian food it seemed to be something that was made up of people who just come together and make it, and so it 's often seen not as high cuisine, sure right, and someone like Jamie Oliver calls it rustic, which irritates me no <laughs> end. I just feel like slapping him every time he says that, but you know my, my family food was never rustic. it was always a great, fantastic, sensual <laughs> experience, and markets i mean now markets become like de rigueur because it 's on BBC food and then middle-class South Africa, largely white of a particular variety, waspish would now have gotten into markets. But my father went to three markets a week to buy food and vegetables and meats and fish. And there's a really rich history of poor people doing this around the world. Well,
0: I know one place where Jamie and Oliver obviously didn't go is to the Quarter Festival in Soweto. Right.
2: (laughs) Look, I think, though, that what one needs to to do is, you know, say that, that... all around the world, the food of poor people and often poor rural people mm. gets kind of appropriated and put into restaurants. That every Italian restaurant, fancy Italian restaurant in town, is serving the food of Italian peasants. Mm. You know that, that risotto is, you know, it, it's the ultimate poor people's food. Um, that the same is true of fancy French food is that that essentially what it is is it's peasant food that's been plated curated, darling, curated exactly that. If we look – and I know you broadcast to Cape Town, so I'm going to be a bit cheeky – is if we look at all these very smart restaurants that win – inexplicably win all the prizes um, for food in in South Africa, they are almost invariably run by you know terrific chefs that – I haven't got a problem with them personally, but they are white boys who – are behaving as though they've invented these things that have always existed (laughs) that for instance nose to tail eating is suddenly so fashionable it's like offal and oxtail and heads. those have always existed in southern Africa we didn't need somebody in Bree Street to tell us about that but somehow all the food media describes it organic Mm. and free range Mm. is what peasant farmers all over the trans guy have always done that fermenting, the amount of nonsense that gets talked Mm. in fancy food magazines about fermenting, and you think, well, you know, Amasi is everywhere, Ting is all over Pretoria, (laughs) that Southern Africa is the great fermenting culture, that it's not that international versions of those things are not delicious and valuable it's simply that we don't understand that there are delicious valuable beautiful variations on those within our own space and that if we could just sometimes put you know our own ferments next Mm -hmm. to the kimchi and the kombucha Mm -hmm. um you know that that would be a good start. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. 18 minutes after 10, why don't you give us a call and let us know wherever you are, Cape Capetonians, Joburgers, wherever you might be listening from. You've heard some of these foodstuffs, different kind of sandwiches. Well, we've got our own names for them and variations and um, sub-variations depending on which part of Durban you're from or whether you're buying this in the Cape Flats or in PE. It's not quite the same thing. Uh, Gatsby, for example, a quarter. where do you get yours from if you live here in Joburg? 011-883-0701. Two and in Cape Town on 021-446-0567, we're talking food and politics and the anthropology, as it were, in relation to certain kinds of foods that we've come to love and now it appears at a market next to the craft beer. Talking about the history of the quarter, yummy conversation. I want to eat all of it right now. I wish we had some here in the studio with Anna Trapido, who's a food anthropologist, and also uh, with uh, Vashna Jagadath, who, of course, is one of your faves and has been on the show several times before. I suppose we we better get more precise, Anna, before we go to the lines, and there's lots of people calling in. We've been speaking, some might accuse us, of... Um quarter Bunny Charles Patlow, almost anonymously why don 't we why don 't we be a little bit more analytically rigorous? Are there differences between these
2: okay, right look, I think that you know the, the they are effectively they 're all relatives that that the bunny has a range of relatives around the country, and they are all born out of the same circumstances, so all of them are essentially a bread shell into which something filling and cheap and sort of high-energy, quick-energy put, um, that they all come about because people need a takeaway vessel, that, that they are created before polystyrene. Um, you're not allowed to either sit inside the restaurant as a black South African or or to use the plates and knives and forks, you know, that, that depending on the variation on the story. But That's a good point, by en- the way.
0: That's why you describe them as suitcase-style yes, sandwiches. Yes, that, that
2: you can take them away, that they have their own carrying case. And, yes. you know, we now live in a world where polystyrene is everywhere and that's not an issue but prior to that being able to oh. take away your curry mm. you know yes. if you put it in your pocket and it makes a mess rice leaks you know rotis leak that okay so a bunny chow is the Durban variation on this national theme it's you know you cut the bread either in half or in a quarter you hollow it out and you put curry inside and historically the first bunnies were probably bean bunnies but now there are a range of curries that get put inside and they are just my Magnificent as a food creation, they're delicious. That when one looks at what was the Transvaal, you see the similar conditions. So people are still needing to be able to take their f- their food away. They need the suitcase. Mm. But, you know, <laughs> that they are operating in different food genres. So in Soweto and the Transvaal townships in general, what you find is generally called a quarter. And so that's derived from the word quarter. And inside you often get polony cheese, Sausages. mashed potato sometimes for the ultimate in double-starching, um, <laughs> acha. All sorts, and they are again. You know that that cardiologists would be horrified, and I, I I have to disagree that I think they are equivalently bad for you for McDonald's. That they are better for the soul than McDonald's. But, you know that in terms of you know South Africans ought to be eating these things sparingly. That in Pretoria, for some reason, there is a regional variation where you cut the bread the other way, and that's called a spatlo. So you are cutting the bread horizontally rather than vertically. Um, so it's a sort of long, long rectangle. Spiral, yeah, like that, like But rectangle. it does the same thing. And again, Vienna's, often fried Vienna's that have been sliced so that when they're fried, they make like roses, mm. that they're beautiful, um, that cheese, chips, etc. Acha. Um, Then in the free state you get something called iskambane, um, which which is almost the same um, as a spatlo, that um, again quite often then you find multiple starches in the ones in the free state for some reason, and the history of of a lack of Indians Mm. in the free state means that that there isn't acha Mm. in the free state ones. that then in Cape Town... You Chow- owe them
0: an apology, your people. Well, no, it's no, an, assholes. Assholes. an <laughs> apology. they an apology. They're
2: my people. Me, <laughs> They were keen as mustard to be in yeah. the free state. <laughs> and in
1: 1944 they went back very quickly. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> but so then in the Western Cape, there are, you know, Gatsbys. And the curious thing is that same, like if you go to El Dorado Park, mm. you find a Gatsby, so it's a sort of long, thin, almost French stick kind of bread filled. Yes. Um but it gets called an AK. Yes. An so AK. So that yeah. tells you all sorts of, you know, that, that in Cape Is that, Town... Course, for the obvious but, reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Well, people fight about the reason. Yeah. That We'll have a thousand people... AK,
0: I didn't know that. ...phoning
2: in to say why it's it's not about the gun. But, you know, it may or may not be. When you, when you carry it home, it sort of looks like yeah. an AK. Um, but, yeah, there are other... But so you get these variations, and they are all... You know, carb heavy, fat heavy, salt heavy. They are not things we should be eating every day, but they are all utterly delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that the problem is that 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 junk food has become people's only way of living because That's they are true. busy, That's they're so poor, they're yeah. all of those things. Okay, but
0: put on your headphones for me, both of you. Let's hear from our listeners, and then we'll come back to you, Vashna. Andele, hey Yubi. <laughs> <laughs> are you doing? I'm good? very well. How are
3: you? <laughs> I'm good. So now, look here. You are talking about my territory here. You see? Now, I want to tell black people. e uh, the original goda K-O-T-A, mm. is mashed potatoes, yellow mashed potatoes, nice, great tasting, mint, and acha. Oh, And wow. then, to top it off, you then have um a chicken a chicken foot uh-huh. that's also yellow so everything was yellow but it was divine <laughs> that is the original quarter so now when you go to townships and then people say quarter chips and cheese whatever no that's not kota. that's more like a variation of gatsby. the original quarter is
0: that one. Ask your listeners. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Angela. Love your work. Lovely hearing your voice on the show as well. And you were so right. My Twitter feed was just um, frozen for the last 10 minutes and I have people in capital letters screaming 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I hope they feel more at peace with themselves now. Bunny chow is different from a quarter.
2: <laughs> for one thing, you don't have cane and coke with a bunny chow, with a quarter. With a quarter. <laughs> well, the quarter yeah. Have, but <laughs> but cane and coke. The bunny yes.
0: chows have a, an alcohol pairing. Okay, we're going to we're going, to, we're going to come to the pairing. Um, yeah, Bani Chow goes nicely with cream soda. Agnes in Rondebosch, hello.
4: Hi, good morning, Fabius, to you and your guests.
0: Go ahead, hello, Agnes.
4: Hello. I want to start by saying hallelujah to the fact that uh, what they call free-range chicken and what mm-hmm. they call organic food, is is the natural state of food that we used to eat yes. in our rural areas. Yes. You know, my mum... Uh, she always had a, patch, had a patch of vegetables. She didn't buy tomatoes, onions, or cold, any veggies. She just had them in, in the garden. No problem. And chicken also she had, you know, hens. But now what really infuriates me is when you want to eat that food in its natural state, it costs more mm. than the other food. You know, you have a special freeze freezer where you have free range chicken and they cost you more than the other chickens. Mm. And then you are told this is these av- uh, avocados are organic. They cost you more than these other avocados. So I, I'm saying hallelujah because it's all out there and I hope maybe the people who grew up uh, during these modernized times, they did not know that actually that's the natural state of food that, that we used to eat. It's
0: nothing new. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Agnes. Half past 10 years, the latest in the EWN headlines. Vash, I've got like a million and one things I want us to talk about. Where should we go next? Because I don't know. One, one thing that fascinated me is, of course, you know, um, and Anna was talking about um, particularly the, the bunny chow coming from Durban. Now, let's go higher grade. I'm sure there must be different types even in different parts of the country. Of bunny
1: chows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's different types.
0: Just like we have different curries.
1: Yeah, just like you have different curry, curries. And often you find what happens is in restaurants that want to be fancier, <laughs> they will have uh, brioche bunnies or they have bunnies. This upsets me the most when it's deboned meat in <coughs> the bunny cha. <chow. laughs> It really, really <laughs> annoys me. I think it's up like that with eating it with a knife and fork. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, I do not want to have chicken breast in my bunny chow. And that often, you, you often find that. Um, you also often find, uh, bunny chows are almost like mixing now with quart- quarters and they're kind of becoming more, uh, Influence with adding things, even in Durban, like with cheese and chips and things like that into sort the bunny. Johnny's roti factor. Yeah, yeah like a Johnny's roti. <laughs> yeah. but, but 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 effectively, it's uh, there's varieties of it. Like uh, Anna said, you were probably being bean bunny earlier on, and in fact, little gujarat in Durban used to sell the most amazing bean bunnies for like seven rand. It's just beautiful food. What are the do's and
0: don'ts about how you eat it?
1: Well, Prabhasan Pillai has a very long list in his article in the Con about do's and don'ts. Don't eat it with a knife and fork. Just don't do that. Uh, Often it's really nice to share it because that's like part of the experience. And uh, usually, I mean, like Adam was saying, uh, Coke and cane, uh, cream soda and cane. Uh, yeah, as I, well. I, yeah, I like a bit of cream soda. <laughs> and, uh, and I think often a really nice mm. chili pickle with it instead of, I mean, you get achas as well, but chili pickle. And, um, they have a carrot sambal salad on the side. Uh, and you have different types. You have the mutton bunny, which is usually lamb meat. Yeah. The chicken bunny in Durban has the bone, it's on the bone, which is really delicious. And they all often have potatoes in it as well. <gasps> Huge, potatoes. soft potatoes.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: In Durban, it's called soft-cooking potatoes. And this is a very big deal f- for people in Durban. If your potato is not soft-cooking, you can actually go back and return the bag of potatoes, which my <laughs> father has done many times, and said to the guy, you falsely advertised these potatoes weren't as soft-cooking as you said. Oh, they call gravy soakers. So it, like, soaks the gravy, and the bread soaks the gravy. But now you get posh ones which I don't ever eat. And do
0: you when you when you eat yours, you know like that extra little bit of bread in the middle, the butt yes. that you took out. Yeah. That it comes the lid. Yes do you start chowing with that one or do you put that aside and start, no, I um, start with, that with the sides of the, the I structure? I eat with
1: that first okay. and then you start with Because I've never structure. known, I've
0: always wondered it, like I have it and I'm like, hey, what must I do with this?
1: <laughs> well, oh. I eat that first because I like that's one of my favorite parts, but other people might not, but you always start with the top of the structure, working your way down
0: because mm. if you start at other parts, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing will fall and it
1: will structurally fall apart and that wouldn't be nice. So it's really nice to start at the top and then work your way down. <laughs> and
0: I confess, do you do the same or do you do you get, do you, do you take the Plastic fork? No,
2: no, no, no. Even I, make you know, assumptions I'm about your skin color at the market? You know, no, I'm English from England, and even I know that, like, that's very bad form <laughs> to, like, to pick up a spoon or a fork. Because it's yeah. interesting, like,
0: mm. also othering that happens mm. with food, right? Mm, mm. I mean, there's an auntie that loves me to bed now at the market. She knows exactly what I want as I even walk the Bramfontein market. But the first couple of times, um, my boyfriend and I, we were always offered, like, the plastic spoon. Mm. I think she's finally come to terms with the fact that we we don't need them.
2: Was she thinking you were a bit posh? Yeah, she a little food? bit of the
0: outside. Again. yeah, okay. rather than getting messy immediately.
2: Okay. Look, I think also you made a good point about the sharing, mm. you know, that, that actually... I
0: don't share mine. Well, no, 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 no
2: but then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> that, in fact, quite often, like, for instance, spatlo, the actual word mm. has in it the, you know, that it is essentially Setswana for partition, mm. you know, that it's derived mm. from that mm. word. Yeah. And all of them are designed so that you can share them. And I know there's etiquette around how that little top bit of the bunny, you know, if if somebody else has bought it, then they get first dibs on that top bit. And, you know, that that would be very bad form not to. But in general, I think that they are... Designed for people to eat communally, Mm. that that they are not meant to be shared or taken home, or nobody's mother makes a bunny mm, in the the house. house, They are outside things you eat on the car. I don't want
0: to torturously on the
2: car on the yeah Yeah, with the music going doof doof.
0: I don't want to be torturous in teasing Mm. out the working class element. But but I know you've explained to me before, for example, a to chili and curry powder in general and how mm-hmm. that helps the you know, the meat to, to mm-hmm. be usable for as long as possible. So we love a good curry, but actually there's an important um, working-class um, element to it. But when it comes to the bread in the bunny chow as well, mm-hmm. it's often bread that is... Yes, that white. It, it has to be government <laughs> yeah, loaf. Yes. And also bread that otherwise might have been regarded as almost stale, not good enough for the lunchbox.
1: Yeah, I mean... I
0: think it yes, says, no. it's still it's a requirement. No. Yeah, it's not, that's not a requirement. No, not a requirement, but. As with bread pudding. Yes. My grandmother loved yes. making bread pudding. Because leftover <laughs> bread. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's not no, leftover know. bread mm. and bread that was that was close to the, exactly. the, the, the uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I know. And also that's why I think your bunny I tried to make a bunny at home once see, and no, it was no, a very disastrous yeah. <laughs> failure. Even though I can cook something. But it was <laughs> what I realized is it has the curry has to be really oily. Mm. And okay. I obviously don't cook like the, like the cu- as you'd say in German, The oil, the, the curry must be floating in oil mm. So you have this big film of oil on the top And that you put first into the bread mm. So it disguises any of Whatever it might be And softens the bread up a, a lot And yeah. then you put the curry in it And that makes the the, the, cu- the, the bani chow Really taste quite spectacular <laughs> Whereas at home when you're making it with, with two polish. tablespoons of olive oil no, really. Then it doesn't work out <laughs> at all and, and the, the bunny chow But you know where do the, do
2: the bread thing. doesn't matter Is there's a fantastic thing that people do in Soweto, especially with quarters, but I'm sure people do it all over the country because it's such a good idea, is you wrap it up in newspaper and then if you're posh, you sit on it to flatten it. So you Uh, go boom, boom, boom. What? And if you're not posh, you put it under the wheels of a taxi. (laughs) And then it's flattened. You lie. No, no, I've done this. I have even done it myself. It's so exciting. And it comes out looking like a tramezzini. And that thing is called a biff. And then it's very easy to share because then you can Just pull. Just tear it. And wood. all the, the bread and the poloni and the mashed potatoes yeah. has merged into one thing. And it is magnificent.
0: I have never seen Me the too. nail that enthralled. <gasps>
2: Hey. I just so come from lovely, England
0: to tell you these things Did but you know?
2: You have to wrap it quite thoroughly Because otherwise And there's a special place There's a man called Umbolo in, in Cliptown wow. um Clip Tell him I a sent you And he big lump on his head <laughs> And he will drive over your sandwich In a taxi
0: <laughs> And it is just I <laughs> just find this nice. Hello
3: Hello, Eusebius. How are you?
0: Good. Tell us yeah. through the eyes yeah. of an African chef as you're listening to this yummy conversation.
2: Pumé has just written yeah. the most fantastic
3: um, book. Eusebius, um, on, I think it's page 43. I actually touch on the bunny chow, although I'm doing an African cookbook, and it it had to do with the history behind the bunny.
0: Yes, I'm on page 43, and, Ibani.
3: Uh, yes, yeah. and... Uh, Listening to Vashni talking about whether the story is true or not around the bunny child, which um, I find very true, and also I I wanted to explain. It comes from the very fact that there is a lack of documentation of our history here in South Africa, Uh, be it food history or other. Most of our history is written for us. We are only now starting to document and write our own e- history from our perspective, mm-hmm. talking to our aunties, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers. Yeah. And in the same vein, we lack food anthropologists that are born here, people who don't observe, but people who grow up in the community. And this is just normal life for them. When they then go and study, then they're getting, you know, the the university... Knowledge of how to analyze and explain the things that they grew up doing anyway.
0: 100% agree with you. That said, I am mightily impressed with Anna's local knowledge, I have to tell you.
2: I'm just greedy. <laughs> you know, I'm just greedy. And, yeah. you know, Mpume's
3: yeah. food yeah, is I, so I, delicious. I definitely but do, Euthibis, but I'm currently pushing
0: yes. for young yes, black yes, chefs yes. to go into
3: anthropology. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, a quick example of that. You know, my grandfather played. Um, a, a show where he played part of um and Tizwa. They were sitting in the hostel doing this and that. And the most amazing thing, that was his normal daily life. Hmm. So he, he wasn't just acting, going and sitting in the hostel. That's what he did. He would drive and leave Debenot and go to Ntuzuma hmm. and stay with those guys in the hostel. So when he was acting, that was him. It wasn't just a script. So it becomes slightly different. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know so much about French food, but yes. it's different because I'm an observer and I learn. Absolutely. It's unlike a French
0: person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Nompomolela. We should have you on the show, in the studio one of these days. Mkwebu. Beautiful book. I haven't gone through it, but it looks stunning. And one of the things that caught my attention there, because she also judged the Bunny Child Competition, hosted mm. by the Etiquini Municipality. <laughs> and one of the things that she mentions there, Vashna, which is interesting, and I want you to touch on this for me. Vegetarian bunnies?
1: Well, what do you think? Well,
0: bean bunnies. Oh, supposed to yeah. bean bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. Bean I think bunny. they are originally vegetarian. Yeah, they were. It's so oh, right. so not,
1: not like mixed veg curry bunnies. Okay. It'll be like sugar bean or broad bean, but mm. obviously sugar bean would have been more, used much more in, in okay. Durban before. But I think, you know, she definitely touches on a really important thing about food and anthropology around food. Even when the with the Gatsby, I was like frantically trying to do research around this. And I thought... You know, the movie was released in 1974 and the story is that it comes up in the 1970s in the Cape Flats mm. but then I was also wondering, I wonder what the syllabus in the schools were, whether people were reading it as part of their set books because the word comes in from that
0: Very and so, so
1: just trying to think through that but to connect those dots you need to have Absolutely. time and research and people aren't doing and that the enough and the theory
2: is, is that it's about Robert Redford's hat in The Great Gatsby oh, in, the, in the movie, okay. is that it's sort of, he's, he's, he's wearing a flat cap, but I'm not convinced that a you know, Gatsby does not look like Robert Redford. says no. that, that, <laughs> that. does that, that,
0: that, Yeah. some tweets coming through. Tato says... Thanks to you, CBS. You've totally shitted my diet today. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. sad emoticons. I'm literally, says Tato, mm. literally. I don't know if they literally means literally. Literally driving to Soweto to get a quarter because of you guys today yeah. in the studio. Yeah. Then someone else has a picture they've sent me here objecting to something that cannot be called a cotta. It looks way too posh with boiled egg salad in it. Oh, no. Okay, no, That sounds like something no. Willis would give you. Um it's a patlo. It used to be my daily lunch back in high school, says Le Paco. And yeah, and I
2: bet his blood pressure
0: shows. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, like, it's not and, good for And um, Neo agrees with, with both of you and not with me and says, "You BS, I agree on the sharing tip. You have to share it. My gran always used to buy to share because it was cheap filling and it fed all of the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So we actually used to share. Uh, Craig Clarson says, can you ask your guests where their favorite bunny chow spots are in Joburg, Pretoria, and Durban? <laughs> That's such a hard question. Let's make the circle bigger. Call us and tell us, those of you who love bunnies, where your favorite spot is. I would like to know. I'm a creature of habit. Uh, my partner likes experimenting and trying out new new places. So every Saturday morning, I go straight for that auntie uh, in the corner of the first floor of the Brownfontein Market. I love her bunnies. For all I know, they're Better bunnies out there. I do not know. Do you guys have found? Have you found a good bunny in Durban?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, not, not no. Uh, there's 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 a few places like um, Currylicious, I think in Randburg. Uh, but I do in Durban. I would go to Govender's. Uh, for chicken bunny and goundons which is this weird thing behind a mechanic shop so you have to walk <laughs> through the mechanics, the <laughs> guys fixing cars and you go into the back in this massive whole place like a huge dining hall mm. and people are eating there you have to go there for the lamb bunnies okay. they make exceptional lamb bunnies and chicken bunnies you have to go to governors and they're both actually okay. like 10 meters apart from each other there's
0: a decent place in Morningstar, but i've had good and average experiences there mm. called curry and all Yes, curry and all. My brother also eats there. He says, yeah. it, he says yeah. it, it's okay. Okay, let's go to Centurion. Sanemo, hello. Hey, you see this? How are you? I'm well. How are you?
5: Good, good. You no, know, there's this place in Tembisa that makes me feel like I've got a battered spouse syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best got best up toasted, but I, I'll tell you there's a few problems. Number one, it costs 55 rands. You're Yo. 55 rands per serving and then you'll get there and you'll wait 45 minutes mm. to an hour but I tell you, every time I'm in the Chandisa era, I just have to go to Winnie's Tuck Shop and wait for an hour Winnie's while they prepare my, my 55 rand quarter it, it, it is just that good but Winnie's you know, like Tuck say, Shop it,
0: you say? Winnie's Tuck Shop and what is of the payoff line? The, the bunny of the nation? The quarter of the nation? <laughs> <laughs> Probably that's what they should, they should call it, I'm telling you it is that good
2: but why does it take so long? Is it because there's a very long queue, or is she doing something in the cooking process that takes her long?
5: They generally have long queues, okay. because I think everybody in the local... That's ...clock nice okay. there That's for, for yeah. lunch, and you'll, you'll find 15, 20 cars waiting outside, and guys wow. coming out with their suits. You know, this is like deep in the middle of Chendisa, guys coming out in their suits and kicking porpoza's. And they are all waiting in line to to have a fifty five. That is stunning.
0: <laughs> that is stunning. Thanks for that. Another tweet here says, "You see, Bess, how can you be so lawny? Even mm-hmm. I've heard of both before. Come on, man, where have you been?" <laughs> Pauline Centurion, welcome to this sumptuous conversation. Uh, thank you,
5: thank you so much, Yousebas. Yes. I, I just wanted to share something regarding etiquette, proper etiquette, especially when you are sharing eco specifically. specifically. Yes. Um, the top white, the top white pot, it does not belong to any one person. It has to be shared. And the buyer has to get the backside of it unless he says you can not have the backside of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and another thing, ah, said, another okay. thing is that you go, okay. Vashna, you you you've built Okay, Vaishnava, you've been caught out town. with the top button. No, no, he's the quarter. Oh the quarter. Okay, fair the enough. Bunny Good the money is opposite. Yeah.
2: But either way you are you, you must share. Go
0: ahead, Paul. What is the other important etiquette? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, the the other thing I wanted to say, you go no not etiquette the
5: time. You go to any township that has the quarter, any shop. Yeah. If you want the best, you just say last number. like everybody knows what last number is. <laughs> what is you last number? Last number. It's the it's the most expensive in the menu. It's like the last last bit of it with everything, your special, your Russian, everything.
3: Oh. Any couch, okay.
5: if you want quarter, just say last number. Last number. You'll understand exactly what you
0: want. Obesity yeah. in a suitcase. suitcase. Thank you, Paul. Let's take a a bit of a break there. Here's a question to to chew on in the meantime. Let's go to the SMS line for a question. Someone had asked here, yeah, I've always wanted to know this and uh, Anna and Vashna, you can tell me. uh, What is the role of the carrot salad on the side? Mike wants to know and Eusebius. For me, that little carrot bit just gets in the way of my bunny. I regard it I regard it as garnish, which I do not want to see on my food. You two anthropologists and historians, you were, and foodies, were trying to edumacate me about what I write off as irritating garnish.
2: No. <laughs> it's the best bit. Well, it's not that it's the best bit, but that that every bit of a bunny chow works together, that the way that the gravy soaks into the bread, the way that the, the carrot goes crunch and the potatoes go squidge, and, you know, that, that it, it's a whole. If you take the, the carrot out, I'm not sure that, like, a bunny chow exists if you take the carrot pickle <laughs> off the top. Is it that instrumental? Uh, I, I Interval? Think God might strike you down dead if you
1: have it without the carrot pickle.
0: I think it just gets in but the way of no. the
1: i mean for me the carrot the carrot salad is like uh, i always ask for more so that's i think step one so it stops being a garnish so you need to ask for like a chunk of it okay and it's also i mean it's to use carrots in making sa- salads it's much cheaper because it goes uh, much further so that's probably how it comes into being mm. but the just the flavor and the taste mm. works really well i mean you can't have cucumbers with no. your bunny chow. It just would you need Be something that would go, go crunch off. in a very yeah, fine. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it
2: just okay. wouldn't go. It's a texture thing. Or oh. a normal
1: sample. You couldn't have normal sambles. Mm. Something mm. with a carrot added to that that just really makes it uh, very different.
0: Okay, I'll give it a try. And
2: I do think, you know, we're being a bit sort of poncy and foodie now about mouthfeel and texture and stuff, but that's because these really merit that. They mm. are, this is a fantastic culinary experience, whether it's a kota or a bunny chow, you know, they are <laughs> really delicious yeah. and that we should stop sort of thinking, oh, it's just street food. They are, you know, they, other than cardiologists that mm-hmm. they are God's gift to <laughs> South Africans and I don't know that we should be introducing them to foreigners <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
1: well in London apparently there's a, quite a few bunny places now bunny char places all over I <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs> actually, actually saw like three or something, exactly expect Naylan, hello how's it Naylan? welcome to the show Okay, maybe he's busy ah there you are, we've got you you said you said, hey. Not too well, but let's see Speak up a little bit for me You wanted to talk about Laneysia And some of the best places to have it Yes,
5: yes, yes Good morning to you And good morning to your guests The best funny challenge you can find Is in a place called Bedford Bunny Exactly In Laneysia, Yeah, uh-huh. he's okay. completely right They do have that pickled carrot Pickled onion And they make their own special bread so Oh, really? They actually, get a half Okay, there goes their their my theory of
0: stale bread make their own water. Okay and yeah, how much is it? Low. You can get
5: them, the ask goes for about 120 bucks for a mutton bunny, which is what we share, me and my girlfriend, or my girlfriend and I. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting story. You see, my, although bunny chows are uh, originally from Durban, my mom actually brought it to Johannesburg in the 80s and started it. We started selling bunny chows. The first bunny chows we sold were 75 cents for a mutton bunny in wow. the and we sold 400 of them per day. Sure. Sure. In the 80s, yes.
2: And so, where was that?
5: That was in El Dorado Park at the place called Cape Cafe. Okay. And yeah, we, we, we worked endlessly from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. in the evening selling bunny Charles.
3: Wow. Also,
5: the term Sputnik that they mentioned, that the guests had mentioned, comes from the term Sputnik that we that my mom also invented. And it was named after a bus driver. who, I had an uncle who was a bus driver, but he was one of these wrestlers, always in a hurry. And it's a meal, supposed to be shared while you're on the go. Wow. So That's what's called
0: a sputnik originally. That sounds fascinating, hey? And you you and your mom have invented a lot of things. Mohammed in Mayfair. Eusebius, good morning to you. Morning, Mohammed. Yeah, uh, A bunny chow is a bunny chow, and there's no
5: imitation. And the best bunny chow is a Durban bunny chow.
0: Where in Durban?
5: We have an annual fete in Mayfair. Yeah. And we get called friends from Durban who come up, and they make these bunnies at the fete. And I'm telling you, on a daily basis, we sell about 400 bunnies.
0: Wow. But it's... oh. It's divine. That is, that is delicious. I want a bunny for lunch, man. Is there, are there bunnies in Santon? And don't send me to Willie's, please, please. Apparently
1: in Greyston. Somewhere, Greyston my There's somewhere Grayston, might. There's a lovely
2: Where? place next to, opposite HTA, in that thing called Cambridge Crossing. Mm. And I remember that their slogan is, Durban comes to Joburg. And well, of course they'd
0: have that in their but slogan. But what
2: their actual name The proof name is in the bunnies. But the bunnies. is it good? Fine. Yeah, and you just, it's like walking through a, a portal into Durban. <laughs> suddenly okay, okay everyone you'll explain is. to me. Because we've got to
0: wrap up And then you'll tell me where it is I think I'm going to have a bunny today I'll consider it my cheat meal for the week If my dietitian is listening What does your bunny tell you? Read them some of that That's just hilarious eh? You just okay. sent me the link In case your phone is closed <laughs> This is what your, the bunny tells you about you
1: Okay, this is by and Pillay A columnist <laughs> and editor at the Con magazine And he Obviously, he's a bunny expert and he's written a piece as well on how to. Brilliant. Eat a I'll bunny. it tweeted again. And now uh, he says a quarter mutton bunny means you're conventional. If you're over 30, you are either married <laughs> or worried or not been married. A chicken bunny is you health conscious. Yes. <laughs> belong to an anti vaccination Facebook, Facebook group and regularly use the phrase the hubby. Sugar bean or broad bean bunny. If you're Indian, you're religiously conservative. And if you're white, you're politically progressive. Both of you will travel to India at some point in your lives. A full loaf bunny. You have a small penis. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> immense mince kebab, prawn chutney bunny. you have money, but no class. <laughs> <laughs> love it
0: love it. Vashna, it is stunning seeing you. you too. um it really is lovely having you here and um anna i we are we are now foodie friends. We must have you on again. That was Excellent. absolutely Thank delicious. Thanks for coming on.